Hi, this is Amy, and you're listening to the Art Hustler Studio, the podcast for artists. I'm on a journey to find out how artists take their creative hobbies and make money moves. Join me week after week as I talk to different artists about their art, how they got started, and what it took to turn their creative hobbies into their careers. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Art Hustler Studio. How are you doing? Fall is in the air. We are in full swing of things and pushing into winter months. And with winter months comes the holiday season. And I know that that is a very busy time for all of us artists. So hopefully you are in the right mental headspace, gearing up or already in full swing in preparing for the holiday season. And, um, Hopefully that goes well for you and your businesses. This week, I am back again for another solo episode to teach you guys about sales strategy. I want to start by boiling down what exactly is a sale. So in my mind and the way that I think about sales is that a sale is a transaction between you and a buyer. I think we can all agree on that. The sale encompasses a transaction of an exchange of goods for money. So you are providing your customer with a good or service and they are giving you money. Then I further boil that down and I say, the transaction represents the fact that your buyer, the person that is purchasing your good or service, is agreeing with you that your product or service is worth the money that they are spending to obtain it. So they're essentially giving you a vote and saying, yes, this product in my mind, is worth the money that I'm spending. And so how can we get more customers and potential customers to agree to that transaction and that exchange of money for your services where they're agreeing that, yes, this product or service is worth the price that I'm paying right now. And I don't want to sit here and talk today about how to price out your goods or services. That's not what this lesson is about. This lesson is about how you can increase your value just with the way that you present your business. And so there's two ways that two main ways that I think of when I'm thinking about how I can increase my sales or how to even make a sale to start with. And to me, that boils down to number one, telling a story. And number two, showing proof. So in telling a story, that's a super huge, broad category where there's so many things that are encompass into telling a story with your brand. So that's everything to do with your brand. So any photos or videos that you take, those will tell a story. Any words that you put on your emails or in your sales letters, newsletters, or in your Facebook page or Instagram captions, or on your website, all of that will help you tell your story. Um, And then the other part of it is the showing proof. How do you prove that the value is worth it for their money? And that comes down to social proof and showing, maybe showing off people using your art or um, enjoying your art in whatever form that it comes in. This is very dependent on what you're actually producing and um, maybe providing them even more value. So are your Instagram captions thoughtful and do they teach people something or 
Do you have an email newsletter with coupons in it? Or do you have a letter that provides tips and tricks for artists or other things that your target audience would be into? So there's a lot of other ways that you can provide value so that you can prove to your customer or potential customer that you are worth their money. Okay, so let's talk about telling a story. And not just telling a story, but telling a compelling story and also telling a compelling story that will help you get sales and or meet the business goals that you have. And so when you're when we're thinking about how to tell a story, I want you to also think about where the story is going. And where the story is going is very dependent on you and your business. But examples of where the story is going to go, as I've already mentioned, could be the Instagram, it could be the Facebook, it could be your website, it can be your emails. It is any communication that you put out to your customers or potential customers that will help you to tell your story. So how do we do this? How do we tell the story? I think there's a couple of things that are included into a great story. And one of those things is clearly stating what you are and who you serve and why you do it. So kind of touching on the who, what, where, when, and why. Incorporating that into your story will help you and your customers to build a connection. When when you get more personal with your story, people are more likely to follow what you're saying, which I will get into a little bit more as well. But to just to reiterate that again, clearly state what you are, who you are, who you serve, and why you do what you do. I think those are really important. And then also one thing to mention too is that when you're telling this story and you're and I'm saying, you know, include this, include this, include this, you don't necessarily need to tell it in every single Instagram caption, in every single Facebook post. But these are things that you want to sprinkle throughout all of the channels that you have to let your customers know your story without necessarily having to put every single detail into every single post. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. The other thing that I want you to include when you're talking about your story is your background potentially. So when you got started and where you're from and where you went to school, maybe if you want to build a connection with people that way. So again, like I said, the more personal you get, the more people will be able to build a personal connection with you. And even though you're not necessarily building these personal connections back to a lot of people, it's important to them to build a connection with the brand or the artist or person that they are purchasing from. So Getting personal will help you create connections with your customers. And I'm not talking about like, oh, my grandma just died, so I am sad. You know, it doesn't need to be that personal. It can it can be something more simple like I'm out enjoying the sunny blue sky of this beautiful Sunday. How are you doing today? What are you thinking about? And commenting and interacting with your customers. Anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. One of the things that I want you to talk about when you're talking about your story is any benefits of your art. So you might be thinking, Amy, my product is a painting. It has no benefits. And I'm not talking about that. I think every product has a benefit. You just need to figure out how to spin it. So you can use your words and say, transport yourself to this beautiful landscape with rushing winds and fresh smelling flowers or whatever it is in your painting. And you can sell it that way. There's other ways to 
talk about the benefits of the way that someone will feel when they're using or when they're enjoying your product. That's another thing that you can incorporate into the maybe in the like the description of your product or something. That would be a great place to incorporate benefits of functionality or of enjoyment of your art. Okay, and I also have just a few more ideas about things that you can include in your story, and that can be things like why you did the art the way you did. Like if you use any special materials or techniques to make your work, you can include that into your um, descriptions of your products or in your social media. You can also talk about um, how your work relates to like a bigger meaning or uh, any kind of like corporate social responsibility that you do or any like community outreach or stuff. You can incorporate that into your captions as well. Um, you can talk to you can and then on that note too you can talk about what it means to you personally as an artist and then you can talk about who inspired you or what you were inspired by when you were creating the piece so those are some things that you can incorporate into your storytelling as well okay the last piece of advice that i have for you on storytelling is to google power words when you're writing about anything and so power words are meant to elicit emotion or in action. So it can be really useful when you're trying to get someone to purchase from you. And so these power words can be things like, I'm just literally just reading this from like the first website from my Google search, but it's just like expensive, glamorous, luxurious, or it could be funny, hilarious, ridiculous. Or you could go for something like memorable, undeniable, forgettable, or impressive, or it could be something like beautiful, dazzling, gorgeous, stunning. So these are just like power words that will help you when you're trying to sell. I want to talk to you guys about showing off your art. And this kind of relates to telling a compelling story and it kind of relates to giving social proof, in my opinion. But Showing off your art is super, super important. Showing off your art in a compelling way is super important. Um, and so for a lot of artists, I think what that means is taking photo, really good photos of your art. And because photos and videos will help you to tell a story, tell a, your compelling story. And it makes a huge, huge, huge impact in the sales that you do. Think about it. If you have a shitty photo of your piece of jewelry, nobody's going to buy it. If you have a photo where if we're referring back to one of my previous podcast guests, Felicity, she was really, really good at taking photos and telling stories with her photos. So she uses muses and like um, ideas for photos that are beyond just the photo. It's more about the inspiration or what the photo is telling through a story. And she used that opportunity of storytelling to take really, really good photos of her jewelry so that she can help sell it. You don't need to be a photographer to take good photos of your product. or um, And if it's a service, you can take photos of people using your service. I think that's why it kind of incorporates into a bit of a social proof aspect as well, in the sense that if you're taking photos of people enjoying your art, whether that's them wearing your jewelry or them standing in front of a blown up portrait that you took a picture of or whatever it might be, um, that can be a great way for people to be like, oh yeah, I could see myself in that person's position using or benefiting from that art. 
So that's just a really good way to do that. And then, like I was saying, sorry, I went off another tangent, but you don't need a professional photographer to have good photos. You can use your camera phone now and that's good enough. You just need to get really good lighting. So maybe do it outside on a really nice day. Or if you have a little bit of money, you can invest maybe like $100 into a photo box. Like it's a light box, I think it's called, where it just is a a walled box uh, around all of the sides except for one. So you can put your camera through it and then it just illuminates and it reflects the light off of the walls of the box. So you have a completely illuminated subject. And those are like, yeah, a hundred bucks on Amazon or wherever you want to get it. And um, that will help you to take really, really nice photos of your product. The second thing that I think helps to make art sell is having proof, providing proof that your service or product is worth the money and so how can you prove that it is you well i mean if you think of sales in a a traditional sense a lot of people would used to or still do offer you know like 100 percent satisfaction guarantees that's something that you could do but that's not necessary um and also may probably not be applicable for the art industry i'm not sure depends on how you have your business set up. But in my mind, one way that I go when I think about how to prove that the art is worth the money is having social proof. And so if you have other people saying, yes, I think that this product or service is worth the money, then you're more likely to buy into it or your customer is more likely to buy into it. So Having photos or videos of people using or wearing or enjoying your art is a great way to show that off. The other thing is written feedback is super important, not to mention just for social proof uh, of like selling, but also it's really, really good for your SEO, which is your search engine optimization ranking. Um, And so if you think about things like Google or probably Etsy, uh, if you are getting five-star reviews, then that will help boost up your business rankings. Um, And it also tells people, yeah, look, this company got a lot of five-star reviews. That means that I am more likely to trust their services and their quality of their work because look at all of these people who have given them a five out of five-star rating. So that's just something that will help you out there. And then the other thing is don't be afraid to ask for feedback from your customers. That is so, so important. There's so many businesses that will never ask for feedback from your customers. And if you don't ask, you're probably never going to get it. Think about all of the times that you've written a good review for a company versus a bad review. Those good reviews are probably further apart than the bad reviews because people are more likely to voice their bad opinions. So if you want someone to tell you good things about your company, ask them for it. It doesn't hurt to ask. So just want to give a personal example. Recently, I did an Etsy purchase, a few Etsy purchases. (laughs) And from almost all of the Etsy suppliers that I had, they sent me my product and gave me back a little card that said, um, thanks for your business. And it also gave me a promo code to use for my next purchase for some of them. And then, but most importantly, it said, here's my social media handle. Here's where you can find me. Please, please, if you like this product, leave me a rating and um, take a photo on Instagram and share it and tag me in it so that I can show my other customers. So, you know, something like that 
where it's really easy. It's a simple ask. You can include it in the packages that you're sending out to the customers that you already have. Um, those are the ones that are going to be able to give you that five-star review, hopefully, um, or whatever stars they feel deem uh, worthy. That's not my business. That's yours. <laughs> but yeah, having that social proof is really important for your business and it helps to provide value or prove that you have value to potential customers. The other thing that you can do to prove that you add value to a customer is potentially um, providing value through your social media accounts or through an email newsletter or something just to be and to have another level as a company where you're saying I'm not just a jewelry person. I also have a blog and my blog is about, and it could become something completely unrelated to jewelry specifically, but for a jewelry example, it, I could be targeting moms. And so I might have like a mom blog and then also it relates to my jewelry or like something where it's a bit similar, but not exactly the same. If you can somehow incorporate it in, that's great so that you can provide value to your target audience um, and what they're into or what they find valuable. You could also do things like tips and tricks for art-related content. Um, like if you are a knitter, you can do like knitting tips and tricks for your customers, or you can get, you can provide them like a downloadable, um, template that they can follow or like instructions for a pattern or something like that. Um, so those are some ideas for value that you can provide to potential customers so that they can see the value in you before they purchase your art. And once you've gone through all of that and you have your story prepared and out there and you've got your social proof ready to go and your email newsletter all teed up, I implore you to evaluate your sales funnel. So what does that mean? It means if you think of a funnel shape, it starts big at the top and funnels down into something small and that's your sale. So where did they start? By learning about your product or service and follow them through their decision-making process to the point where they decided that your product or service was worth the money that they were going to give you. So you can say, okay, for example, my sales funnel flow is that my customer finds me first through my social media channel, and then they will go to my website. And from my website, they place an order. And then from there, I send them their package and that's the end of the shipping. So it went Facebook website order. So that was my flow. So if you can figure out how your customers are coming to you and mark down every single touch point that you have with them, whether it was an ad or whether it was a specific Facebook post or something like that, if you can collect all of that data, it will help you to make informed decisions going forward about your sales process and where you target your customers. So that's just another thing for you to think about evaluating your sales funnel. And that's all I have for you on sales strategy. So hopefully you guys found value in this episode and you liked it. If you did, please don't forget to leave me a rating and review and I will see you guys again next week. Bye. And that's the episode for this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a rating, review, and hit that follow button wherever you're listening. It would mean a lot to me. You can also find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The Art Hustlers or visit our website at thearthustlers.com. 
And since that's a wrap, I will talk to you again next week.